I'm Jay Stokes, joined today by Dash, Hello. Will and Del. Hello boys. Hello. How doing lads, alright. Um, yeah, I've been away for a little while, but uh, that's nothing new is it? That's what I always do. I go away and I come back and I go away and I come back. I'm like a shadow or a ninja. Um, bad so, they just go away and come back once, don't they? I don't know. Um, anyway. Enough of the shit talking, because I know Dell's got to push off soon. So we're going to crack on, uh, get our, our recording on. So who's got things to talk about, um, and who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. I guess. Go, go that right. Man. Well, um, I guess the most, the biggest thing that I've been playing re- uh, recently is the new Lara Croft game, Temple of Osiris, with Dell. Um, apart from that, it's all been Telltale games, so I'm not going to bore people with that after last week's performance, <laughs> but. Yes, it's been very fun. Me and Dell played the first Lara Croft game uh, all the way through, and it was it was great as well. But uh, if anybody's never played it, it's an isometric top-down shooter, uh, lots of puzzles, lots of things to shoot, and a bit of loot gathering. But I think the the biggest strength of it comes for the the co-op aspects when we're playing it. Uh, me and Dell have been having a lot of fun. What do you think, Dell? Well, we've had some fun, some swearing, some breaking. <laughs> but mostly um, consistent co-oping, which is what it's all about. I I'm not entirely sure if it was that game that, that crashed both of our Xboxes on different occasions. It was a bit suspicious that it ha- that that same things happened to both of us, and both times it was while playing that game. But I don't know if we can put it down to that at all. Uh, and obviously, when Stu joined us, we got a few glitches. But Stu is the bringer of glitches, isn't he? Yeah, well, that's that's kind of his job. It's the second job. <laughs> The find of the glitches in games. The the only problems I have with it is I find the view can be quite far away, and when there's three characters on the screen, maybe this is because I've got the reflexes of dash when I'm playing this Thanks game. Thanks very much. No bother, mate. Uh, but I keep losing track of where my character is on the screen and keep thinking I'm somebody else's character. You know that way um, when you see like kids or something playing a game and it's like they think you're they're playing the person you are and there's just like their characters wandering off somewhere to the left not doing anything kind of thing because they, they think they're, that's what's happening with me uh, which is resulting in me getting very low scores but it's fun um, I'm liking the ability to put my heads together to solve a puzzle the the thing that I found interesting when we played it last night with three of us for a change was I don't know if you felt this Del but a lot of the puzzles felt like they needed three people to do them so I'm Wondering if the puzzles tailor themselves for how many players there are. I'd suspect it's not that grand. I'm willing to bet that it's just that they give one player all the abilities and give them more things to put on well, panels. Well, an example, right? Um, the other day, the one we got stuck at for a wee while was it was a puzzle where Derek being the I don't know what character you're, you're some god anyway. Um, I know you, I am. You had to. <laughs> You had to release a boulder from your side, and then you have to use your power to stop. No, it's not a boulder; it was a bomb. And you, your power has the ability to reduce the fuse time on the bomb, mm-hmm. or increase the fuse time even. And me and Stu had to run round the outside of the place, pressing buttons to open up the gates to let the bomb through. But I don't. 
know how you could have done that with two people because there was two switches for us to press to stop the bomb from moving. Well, to bet they'll just change around the level design so that it may only be one switch that's required, or there will Aye. already be a boulder there so that it's already on a switch. It'll be there'll be something there to Aye, that's, take the that's place precisely of the second what person. I mean, mate. I, th- I think um, maybe adding extra panels, or we did another one which was a mirror puzzle. Uh, where you, your character has the ability to fire a beam of light out and you need to shoot it through all the different globes at the same time and we need to move mirrors about so that it refracts off them all but me and Stu had to stand on a button each while you stood in a different place Can I just uh, pick you up in a geek way there if it's coming back off them it's reflecting rather than refracting mm, if I the think... light was going through it it'd be refracting I think you'll find it's refracting shut up <laughs> but we, I don't think we could have done that with two people because I had to stand on a, a button, Stu had to stand on a button, and you had to stand on a different spot mm-hmm. to start off the beam. And I wonder if we could have done that ourselves because we hadn't come across anything we couldn't do with just two of us when we played it in two. Yeah, players. as I said, um, they'll they'll kind of jumble it about so that however many pe- number of people you have, it can be done with them. It just it just kind of removes and adds based on the player count. I'm going to bet. But you'll never know because I'll always. It's a testament to the game that you look at it and you go, Well, I can't see how I could do this by myself. Which means that they've obviously done the design to a good enough degree that it's relatively invisible. Yeah. Well, as I say, it's really fun. It's got that whole puzzle solving aspect where you come into a puzzle, you look at it, and you're like, What the hell is this? How are we even going to ever be able to solve this? Uh, and it'll get. As you start to work together to figure out, figure out the route through the puzzle, and when you come out the other side, it's really satisfying. Uh, I, I, I felt an immense sense of achievement any time we've solved any of the puzzles. Kind of like Portal, in a way. But that's uh, Lara Croft. Been enjoying that. And the other thing is I took a wee go of Super Time Force. Um, now I'm hearing Jason Dash didn't like it. Well, so not that I didn't like it. I don't think I gave it very long, to be honest. I probably gave it 10 or 15 minutes and didn't really get the time control part of it. Um, I think I went through the first level or two, and then it said you can go through faster if you use these things, and I was like, all right. Um, no, it didn't quite flow for me, but I need to um, do that again at some point and try and work out exactly what the fuck's going on. Well, yeah, I, th- I think I was much the same, although I'm probably also probably a bit fed, of that, fed up of that 8-bit look as well. And I just just think that it's it's almost like a skin that they put on on games now that instantly switches. Me I, off. I I know what you're meaning. Um, it... You soulless bastard. <laughs> well, it, I I you know I I lived through that era. I, um, <laughs> in your fifties. Well, yeah, yeah. The idea with the the time dilation thing is there's a few characters you can pick. They all have different abilities. You'll get a level to go through. Say it's as I say, because I've played a few of the actual levels now, you get into a place and it will say you've got, say, five minutes to get through this level, and you have, uh, say, 30 rewinds to get through the level. So what you do is you run through with your character, uh, shooting bad guys, very Contra style when you, in gameplay, and suddenly you will be shot. Now, it seems to be, unless you've collected a power-up, it's one-hit kill in this game for you, so... As soon as you die, you tap the B button. It'll rewind time to whatever point you want it to, which also rewinds the the level clock as well. Uh, you can decide to rewind to just before the person died, or you can go a bit further back than that if you want. And you then pick another character. When you hit play, 
the character you just played as will continue to do the things that he did. So maybe he got a few shots on the bad guy but didn't manage to finish it off, which means you can then run in behind him, fire a couple of extra shots, kill the bad guy, and then move on. It gets a lot more complicated later on. Like there's, I came across a bit in the first level, and it's the the, the commander guy who's, who's sending you in to do the missions. His mate is trapped behind a giant door. And while you're trying to shoot the door, you watch an enemy robot come down from the ceiling and kill him. Um, and then you press B to go back, just to just to the point where you met where you seen the door. Pick another character and start shooting the hell out of it again. And now suddenly you've got two people shooting against it. I think it took me about four characters to take the door down. And basically, that's the way the game plays. It's a bit a bit like Braid, as I said to you guys earlier on the whole time rewinding thing. And um, because some of the levels in that was the same, you would run on with them, press a button, but you couldn't get up to whatever the button activated in time. So you would rewind time, play it, and the guy would run and step in the button while you, the other version of you went upstairs and stuff. It's a bit like that. But I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm going to get into it. And it was free, wasn't it? So kind of really complain. That's that's it for me, guys. That's that's what I've been playing this week. Of course, we can complain. Complain so is the, uh, the best. Is it is it strictly single it is, player? It, 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 I, I can't remember. It's it's been a while since I played it, and it's uh, long since disappeared off my. It is single player actually. only, and uh, okay. it wouldn't make sense in two player because the game rewinds so much, and it, uh, it you sure. would have to be rewinding the other person's game, and it just wouldn't make any sense. I mean, I, I surely could just fire you in with a few a character each and have you play it, but. Then it just becomes a running gun game. The, the whole asp- the whole best aspect about this is they've been able to rewind it and bring in another character to jump in at the same. It sounds a bit like um, is it the Swapper? Dell, you might have played that on the on the PlayStation. I think that's where you sort of have a character that does something and then you you go back over the same ground again. I rem- I remember in Super Time Force you sort of you've got to repeatedly shoot a wall or something, haven't you? And you keep bringing him back in the same person and rewinding, trying to take the yeah. same wall down. I think there, there is a slight difference in that the swapper means that you have to manipulate the... I think it's a limited amount of four copies of yourself to solve a puzzle. But your movement mirrored that of the copy, I think. So you would put a copy somewhere, but the mirror... you'd Whatever movement you did, that copy would also do. Whereas this one, each time you die, is an independent movement. So the next character that comes in can do something entirely differently, and the one that was there previously will just do what you did beforehand. Yep, yep. Uh, it has a really great feature at the end of the levels, very like Super Meat Boy. It has the the replay. It shows you of the level you played because obviously, obviously, I, I said five minutes. I don't even think you got five minutes to do the, le- the level that I did, and. It'll, it won't be that long a replay you're talking about maybe a minute and a half it'll show you how it actually looked on the level after you played it because you get a lot of uh, power ups that slow down time and stuff and let you do things like in normal speed while everything's slowed down and when you watch that in the replay that just shows you what it looked like in real time it shows you a buddy jumping in and out and that's a lot of fun as well but I, I recommend it and if you picked it up for free don't overlook it I would say Mm, sure. Nice work. Dell, you've been uh, playing something a bit different, haven't you? Well, Something that's quite a hot topic at the moment, or to prompt a bit of discussion? Well, the thing is, I've played something that is entirely and utterly straightforward in a different skin, in the Order 1886, which is Gears of War 
Weight Watcher style. In that it's a, <laughs> a third person shooter that's got less shooting than you'd want and kind of, well, less interesting weapons than you'd like, or at least some interesting weapons, but not a huge amount of chance to use them. Oh, in a nice backdrop of Victorian London where you, as a kind of secret service knight, go around killing lichens and, well, anything else that isn't basically human. Now, I know Will is planning to play this, so I'm not going to go too heavy on the actual plot, because I know how much he likes his plot. Even though the game somehow gets to the end and answers none of the questions raised in the plot, which is quite impressive. So, it kind of then falls back on the, how's it shooting, how's it's action, and what's the environment like. So, the environment is very, very nice. It is a very, very pretty game. There's no getting away from the fact it is a gorgeous looking thing to look at. But, in terms of the actual moment-to-moment gameplay, the shooting is just okay. It's pleasant, it's fun, it's not revolutionary, it's not fantastically interesting, it's not got the kinetic energy of a Gears of War. It's very much go behind cover, pop your head up, shoot the person, pop back behind cover, pop your head up, shoot the next person, move on. And I kind of needed that anyway, because I have sunk so much time into Dragon Age at this point that I'm beginning to get a bit tired of, oh look, here's a big open area, fuck me, that's a lot to explore. I needed something that was quite directed, (laughs) which is what the order is. I hear you, brother. I'm Um, in the same place. So it was nice for me in that respect, but it is not a patch on the best of the third-person shooting genre. It's nice, it's a lovely little distraction, but whether it's a lovely little distraction you want to pay full price for, I don't know. I probably wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. Well, obviously I'm renting it anyway, so I won't need to worry yeah, I mean, about that. But... And it has got some, as I said, it's got some really nice ideas for weapons, but they, you don't get to use them as often as I would like to. The thermite gun, which has been in all the press every where you basically fire out effectively flammable particles and then shoot a a flare which makes them explode. It's Mm. great fun. I love just peppering people with that and then watching them run about like they were kind of like a firework. But (laughs) you only really get to use that a handful of times. And the other times you're stuck with your standard it's it's an automatic rifle. It's a pistol. It's a shotgun. It's like, okay, fair enough. Mm. But it does look nice. So nothing revolutionary, but um, solid enough in, in what it gives yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose of... we need to address, mm-hmm. really, the issue that everyone's blathering on about is the length of this game. It's um, For something that's is... had such high billing in the PlayStation catalogue, something that's uh, been kind of the poster boy for PlayStation 4 recently, over the past few months. While. Yeah, well, since E3 yeah, pretty last much, year, yeah, everyone's been when it was blabbering on about it and oh, it, it, this would be worth your wait and this would be worth your wait. And then people are, from what I can see, finding that, and certainly from uh, people at work and stuff who've played it, that people aren't finding it long enough to warrant all that hype. What do you say about that, Dale? Well, haven't played it. So, give or take, I would say it to be between six and a half, uh, six and a half to seven hours to finish, from top to bottom, of which I would estimate maybe half of that time is me 
doing something that isn't just walking from one place to the next. Okay, so I've heard I've heard talk of well of basically walking from one cutscene yeah, to another. Which that is what this game is going for. I don't think the game should apologise for wanting to present something that's cinematic. It's effectively what David mm-hmm. Cage games have been doing for a long enough time as well. So, you know, let's if they want to do that, that's fine. And there are times that that is what you do. You move through an environment, you maybe pick up some collectibles, and then the next cutscene kicks in. Yeah, I think the difference there, though, with with the David Cage game, uh, is that you you as the character that you're playing at that particular moment in time, uh, you're going through the movements and the minutiae of picking up bits of paper. Which is what you do here. Now, from what I've seen of the order, there's lots of bits of paper to pick up and turn mm-hmm. over and so yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same um, sort of thing that you do here, though, in that you, you press a button to pick it up, and then you use the left stick to manipulate it, turn it over, move it up and down, all that sort of stuff. It's And, and are you scanning for no, clues? No, it's a very, like it's like a very linear. On, go from A, go, go from a to B. There's not even an option of a C at any point. It's go from here to there, move on. It's a directed experience. They want you to be in a certain place at a certain time doing a certain thing. So, so I take it, is there any replayability in the game? No. Apart from just playing through the same story well, again? You could. There's an argument that you could go and try and make sure you get all the collectibles, you get all the audio diaries, but once you've been through it once, unless you really do want to go after the trophies, there's not really a great need to do that. Right. So really, you're talking about most people buying this are going to play it the one time through, are going to get the seven hour experience of it. For, yep. For playing, paying, like, it's a full price game, isn't it? Yep. Um, this is what I was going to say, is it, is, is it warranting the money that you're shelling out, or should it have been a, a sub-standard price game if, to, uh, to match the length of the experience? If the gameplay had been world class, as in the combat sections had been interesting and varied, and the diff- and the things that I asked you to do maybe changed up a little bit over time, then yes, seven hours that's fine. I mean, how much does it cost you to go to the cinema for two hours? Nothing. Nothing. Fifteen pound a month. Well, seventeen yeah. maybe. So if you went and saw, let's see, if you you could probably get the order now for between thirty-five and forty, depending on where you went. Mm-hmm. So that is two and a bit cinema trips, which is roughly the same price, maybe a little bit more, for a, possibly even a shorter amount of time, depending on what you went to see. Uh, that's alright if you're playing it on okay, your uh, just... 450 inch telly with popcorn in your hand, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is, a, it's, no, this it's is the thing, though. you are, if you, if the experience is good enough, would you rather, it's like the same old age-old discussion, is would you rather have a short but absolutely exhilarating experience or a long but unnecessarily padded out experience for the same price? But you're telling me it's not an exhilarating experience, that's the point. Yeah, you're but you're to. taking, this This argument is now descending into whether the, 18, the Order 1886 is value for money, which I've already said I don't think it is. But that doesn't mean I that if, it had, if a game came out that was seven hours... And was fantastic, that it wouldn't be worth the money. Uh, I think one of the biggest examples for Elrond would be obviously my experience with The Walking Dead season two, though, yep. where uh, obviously I'd played it and it had been the, the first season had been about, I'd say about two and a half hours to three hours an episode. 
And I, I remember feeling a bit ripped off by the second season because the episodes were a lot shorter. In fact, I've recently, today in fact, just sat and played the first episode of season two and it took me an hour and ten minutes and that was doing everything in it. And I'm going to buy those games because I like the story and I want to see where it's going to head next, but I, can't, I still can't help feeling a bit ripped off that I've just sat and played season one and it took me about a week and a half maybe to get through sitting doing like a couple of three hour sessions each time and now I'm playing this one and it looks like I could probably get through the second season in a day for the same price I know the uh, the dramas there and stuff but and you could say that the Walking Dead games have a lot of replayability if you're the type of person to go back and try and see right what would have happened if I chose that or what would have happened if I'd chosen the other thing but for somebody like me who I don't like changing the history of these things I don't the way I played it is the way it happened there's no replayability for me and for a lot of other people as well and I don't know I I feel as if I'd like those games to have had a bit more in it and those maybe aren't worth as much as the first season Chris I think I think well with with Telltale they're a victim of their own success aren't they because you know they started out with The Walking Dead and you had you had you know what you consider to be decent length episodes and I think you'll recall at the time that it was taking months for the next episode to come out and so on and they, they've obviously got that back onto a bit more of a schedule and um, and and part of that is obviously paring down the story now I think to try and compare the length of that to something like um, the length of the order um, you know when when the order probably cost two three times times the price it's probably it's probably slightly unfair and I'm just you know, the order doesn't have a season pass or anything, does it? So there was obviously a decision was made at some point that, despite this, this being a big, massive tentpole title, um, they weren't going to continue with any extra extra content for it, which I, I find astonishing. I mean, I remember when it was was it, it was first revealed at E3 last year, um, and it was all very mysterious and it all looked very much like sort of. Um, Oh, what's the game um, with the uh, Dishonored? That's what I'm thinking. Had that sort of sort of steampunk Victorian Dishonored aesthetic, um, and you had these four people with cool weapons, and you just assumed that this was some sort of you know co-op game. And I was, and I hadn't followed what was going on with the order for quite a while, um, because you know it wasn't something I was likely to going to be playing, um, and I was genuinely surprised when the reviews came out, and that it wasn't this sort of co-op experience. That's a slightly different conversation, in a way. The one thing I would go back to very quickly mm. with you, Will, is if they felt that they had got the most amount of story told in the best way that they could, would you rather they put in extraneous stuff for no good reason, just to pad out the length? We all like a length padded out a bit, <laughs> don't we, really? Because well, obviously the, hmm? the biggest thing would be and I know we've had this conversation before, but in The Walking Dead Season 1, um, each episode has a side objective. You don't get any achievements for it, which is disappointing. But like in the first episode, you have the radio that you need to get fixed. And that's something that adds a little bit to the time. But also in between each kind of major gameplay, well, it's not gameplay, but you know what I mean, each major kind of set piece event, you would always have a point where the characters would be on like a a kind of rest period, I would say. Like, oh, you've just fought a bunch of zombies, we've just escaped somewhere, we're now hiding out in the room. 
And before you can move on with that, well, you can just move on with the section if you want and make it an hour or so game. Or you can go around and talk to all the characters and get a bit of extra dialogue and things like that. And I wouldn't have minded if The Walking Dead had, had added an, a chance to get to know the characters a bit better because by the end of season one, I loved all the characters in that game. Uh, or I hated some of them. But that was mostly down to the fact that I'd had a lot of conversations with them. But mm. by the end of season two, although the game, play, the game story itself was great, I didn't. I found myself, all the kind of characters that were in about you, I didn't really know who any of them were. Because you were only really seeing them in the small parts that they played in the cutscenes and in, in the kind of set pieces and stuff like that. So I definitely think there's a lot to be said about the ability to do that. And that, that definitely padded out the game. Hmm. That's what we're getting at, basically. And it didn't. It wasn't a worthless padding. It was the ability well, no, what to I'm get to know is, your characters. It's not a case of it being worthless padding. What I'm saying is, if the writers... Obviously, remember, it's different writers for the second season than it was for the first. Mm-hmm. If the writers came to this and went, you know what, I do not know how to do this without making it sound really, really bad. Or, what I'd be putting in there is not what I necessarily feel is correct. Would you rather they just put it in anyway, just increase the length? Or, no, but I'd rather they took a bit of time on it. And but then you come down to the same issue that you had before, which is, where's the second episode? It's been about three months. So it's weighing it up. This is, where, this is where it comes into kind of weighing up where they're going to go with an episodic thing. Did you keep it regular, but maybe a bit more constrained in its scope? Mm, I don't know. I, I know. I see what you're saying, Del, but I still feel... A bit cheesed that you've spent that amount of money on because it's. I know it's cheap for one episode, but when you look at like, buying the season pass and the first episode, you're talking twenty quid for season two, and I don't know even even at that price that I'd, I felt I still feel ripped off that you can get through it in an hour. I'm uh, sorry, in about five hours, the whole thing. I have interest. Who here enjoys Call of Duty games? Uh, I play the single player. Okay, so how long does it take you to go through Call of Duty single player? Right, I know that's, but the argument there is, you've got uh, hours and hours and hours of multiplayer you, to play if you like that. The thing kind of is, thing. though, you don't play that; you just play the single. I also player. don't buy it though, because I don't think it's worth a buy. You spend, you play a five-hour-long campaign. I wouldn't spend that money on that. I'd much rather rent it, send, and play it over a weekend and send it away. Um, I do think Call of Duty ramps up the tension a lot better than most games. Uh, all the levels. The set pieces in them and stuff. There's not a lot of wandering about board. You're always kept on your toes mm-hmm. in Call of Duty. But as I said, if you're purchasing the game, uh, depending on what what version of Call of Duty you're buying, you've got the full multiplayer experience sitting there. But you've also got in some of them the uh, like the zombie mode or the invasion mode and things like that that pad out the game time as well. So. If you're the type of person that's going to play them, I would say definitely it's worth a purchase. But if you're the type of person that's going to play just the story, I don't think I would recommend anybody spend money on Call of Duty. So would you suggest that they rent The Walking Dead? Um, yeah. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a game renter, definitely. I, I won't because I want to play them as they come out. And that's more my addiction to the to that story. Than anything else, I need to see the next episode as it comes out. But I definitely say if you're not as invested as it, in it as I am, wait until it comes out on disc and rent it, or pick up the disc for cheap once it comes down in price. So what we get to after all that big discussion is 
Do what the fuck you want. If you want to rent it, rent it. If you want to buy it, buy it. Do what the fuck you want. <laughs> it doesn't, as long as you enjoy the game, it makes no fucking difference. That's the thing. It's, it does for people who can't afford as many games, though. But that's, I mean, that's when the renting thing comes in. That's that's uh, why that's what renting This is exactly what you do it, Will. If you could afford every game, you wouldn't probably wouldn't bother the renting thing. No. Because you just go and buy them all. Definitely. So, you saying I'm a, you saying I'm a tramp? No, I'm saying you uh, <laughs> have bills to pay on, like some people say, so you uh, need, to, need to spend your money wisely, of course. You know, you always, we all make a decision based on what's out there as to whether it's something we should rent or we should buy. And a lot of time, people will actually rent it first to see whether they like it and then choose based on that whether to actually make a purchase. And that's Or just wait till the Steam sale and get yeah, it cheap. exactly. And that's what it's all there for. It's As long as you enjoy the game in itself and you feel that what you paid for it was the amount that you feel it was worthwhile paying for, then... That's all that really matters at the end of the day. True story. Right, go on and let's move on from that. I, I, we've come to the conclusion that you can do whatever you like. So, um, <laughs> so who else has been playing some games? Uh, Dash, you been playing anything? Or have you just been um, in your old people's home doing whatever you do? Playing Kumbaya? On the um, rubber yeah. mattress. Um, well, um, I've been playing Dragon Age. I've been playing Dragon Age like a dick. Um <laughs> But what I mean is, generally, I think when you when you play RPGs, you want to get the best out of the game, don't you? And you you're either going to play it as a as an evil person, or you. But generally, more often than not, when you're given this sort of paragon of virtue choice, you tend to play it good. My Commander Shepard, for example, would uh, would, would was it was a thoroughly decent and constantly getting fellow. cats out of trees but, um, and donating to children in need and that, helping old women cross the road, you know. In 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 these Bioware games, you, there there are endless streams of people, aren't there, that will come up to you and ask you, "I need help with this, and I need help with that." Um, and it's surprising how many people that you just say, "No, I'm not interested," and then the mission ends. That's brilliant. So have you basically been going around to people and saying, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, I'd like to help you, but fuck off." Okay. Yeah, kind of, but probably not even being quite as polite as to say. Um, uh, I'd like okay. to help you. Just say. You see, no, I kind of went down the opposite route. And um, whenever I saw something that needed to be done, it went, "Oh, that looks interesting." Which means I spent sixty-five hours in this game, and I've only just now got to a new area to explore that I hadn't touched for ages. Yeah, I've I've just gone to the Emerald Graves, which has probably been open for for a long, long time, but I, I hadn't set foot in it, and I think in Prise de Leon as well, I've not, best area, I've not by even the way. set foot there either. The best area in Sorry? the game. What, yeah, in Prise, is it? Yeah, just make sure you're high enough level when you go to certain areas. <laughs> a, few, a few dragons yeah, kicking about... about there. <laughs> oh, okay, well, it'd be nice to see. I haven't even had, had any fights with them yet, but um, um, no, I just, uh, I, I think in particular, um, one of the characters in the Inquisition um, who's a Templar, uh, and and shares a name with one of our colleagues. Uh, he has a particular um, problem, uh, and I've been most unsympathetic in dealing with it. Ah, uh, basically, you're just a massive dick. That's what you're saying. Well, yeah. that's I, I, just, I didn't. I just the the game just never seems to end, and I just thought I just. It is. It there is a certain point that even I'm beginning to get. I'm going to get a little bit fatigued, not in a bad way, but just in that there is so much stuff to do. And arguably, yeah, I yeah. could now just ignore most of the side stuff and go straight for the 
main storyline, but I kind of don't want to. I want to see all the stuff that's there, but... It's that stubbornness still that you've got. It's going to take me at least another, I would guess, 40 hours plus to see all the other stuff, all the other missions that I've not done yet. I think if you look at ME2, um, it was made pretty clear to you what you needed to do in order to get through to the end and how to save everybody. And in this, it's a, it's a lot less clear. I have no idea what's going to happen next at all. Um, so I am just sort of throwing myself into lots of side stuff. But as you say, every new area you go to and you think, oh, okay, this, and the areas just seem to get bigger and bigger. Um, and suddenly you've, instead of, you know, having to find 10 landmarks, you've suddenly got to find 25 landmarks and things like that. And, uh, and, you know, there, instead of four camps to, to establish in the area, you've now got sort of eight or nine. Uh, and, just the areas just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and every time you wonder about somebody's trying to pick a fight. What I would say is, Uh, when it comes to that, when you beat the game, it puts you back into the world. Um, So you can go back The only thing you can't redo, once you move on beyond the game, but beyond the uh, last boss and the cutscenes and whatnot, um, there are, I'm not going to say who, and I don't, I don't know if this, if it might change as well, but there will be at least one character, maybe two, from your pool of characters who won't be with you anymore by the end of the game. Sure, figured that was What I would say to you is, if you're thinking about beating the game but you think you might want to come back some point else in life to do the the other side quests, try and do all the inner circle missions so that... Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Um, Yeah, again, one of my characters uh, offed and left, and I've discovered that things aren't quite what they appear to be either. I'm sure you know yes, what I'm I know referring exactly to. What you mean. So I've got to try to try to decide what to do with that person. I think the one thing I would say is the game does suffer from what I class as a very Bioware issue, in that you've got a ton of stuff to do, but it does mean that the main narrative gets very diluted at points, where you just kind of go, I... yeah, and. Because you might you might not go back to a main story. Well, mission that's the thing. I there was to. I was at a mission yeah. where somebody was going to get assassinated, and I didn't go and do that mission for a very long time. To the point, if it, it was, was a real world, she would have been assassinated like months ago before I actually got there. I would have turned up, knocked at the door, and they all went, "Did you not hear the news?" I went, "Oh, oh yeah, I was meant to be here ages ago, wasn't I?" Oh shit. Oh, the my. thing about it is, in terms of story missions, there aren't many in this game. No, at all. No, there's not. Uh, I, I think I, I might be exaggerating a bit, but I think there might only be about six or seven main story missions in the yeah, entire game. Yeah, I was going to say probably a little about six or seven. I think you're uh, right there. Some yeah. of them are longer than others as well. Like, um, I think you get a bunch of them at the start, and they'll take you like half an hour each. But obviously, towards the end of the game, uh, the, the, there's like three or four of them. The main ones, like the one concerning the mages, or the ones con- the one concerning the big, um, what's the big castle that you you go to the siege in? No, no, Skyhold. there's a big castle that's under siege by demons. And, yeah, oh, when you go there, th- those missions tend to take you a good maybe hour and a half to get through. Um, yeah. But I there's there's very few of them, and if you you wouldn't be the right level if you just played the story. I think you'd still no. need to do some of the side missions. But I think for that point of view, you could probably beat the game in about maybe. 20 hours if you didn't really care about anything else. I think the thing is though you'd feel as if you had missed out on far too much. I I really do wish there would be somebody that would invent an RPG 
that had a decent time constraint in it that actually made you go, you know what? Stuff's burning. People are dying. I don't have time to go and fetch these flowers for what's-his-name and take them up this bloody hill simply because somebody died up there and it was his last wish. A bit like um, the original Dead Rising games. Yeah. Where uh, you would get in and you'd have an event that you had to complete or get to at a certain time and if you missed it, you missed it and that was it. Except kind of annoyingly so in those days. Took, those took it to the extreme, the opposite fucking direction. So you had to just miss out on how... You could either play those games for fun or you could play them to do missions. You couldn't do both and it was fucking bullshit. Yeah. It would be somewhere in between the two. Basically somewhere not quite as loose as a Western interpretation of End of the World and somewhere not quite as strict as a Japanese interpretation of if you're not here at this time, at this point, when you're you've got no chance of getting there because of the distance you are from it, then you're fucked. It'd be nice if we had a middle point. I don't know who will make it, but it'd be nice if we did. I guess so. I think I think that's a, a, a very interesting point, actually. And I, I think that's that's just down to game design, really, isn't it? Um, you, you know, you can, um, you know, if you look at something like Skyrim where you can effectively ignore the whole of the, um, whole of the storyline pretty much, um, until you feel the need to go and do it. You can just go off and do your own thing. Um, so, you know, I suppose to some extent Dragon Age is trying to do a similar sort of thing. Um, but you know, these get, I think I've argued before, the, the problem I see with Dragon Age is, um, it can quite often take too long to do anything and there is too much to do and it's too easy to get yeah. sidetracked. And so you you kind of... I, I felt the same way playing Skyrim as well. I think you need to have a focus. Uh, otherwise, you'll never get anywhere. And you know what I would have liked? I would have liked it if at certain points during Inquisition people turned around when they were having a conversation and saying, the end of the world's happening. Would you fucking get a move on? Just something like that to at least push in the idea that, you know what? It's not all grand at the moment. It would have been quite nice to have some form of reminder of the overall narrative as opposed to just here's a bunch of notes in the ground. See, see I thought um, Dragon Age did it at least a bit better than other RPGs where not all of the side quests I, 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 get, I get that but quite a few of the side quests are actually to do with what's happening with with the the rift situation and the Corypheus situation and stuff like that. You see, they I, felt I, they just felt like the rifts in the world feel a little bit like enjoyable padding to me, in the sense that Bioware went, we need to populate each environment with stuff to do. I know. Why don't we just make mini rifts in there and get them to beat the rifts, which are enjoyable from a combat perspective, but they feel a little bit like. We need something to do in this world. Let's stick a load of riffs in there. Well, you could say the same thing about the yep. shards. You could say the same thing about the astrariums. You could say the same thing about the dungeons and everything that you find and, mm-hmm. and the hidden notes with, with pictures on to locate and so on. So, yeah, I mean, this, that's just sort of standard padding you get in, in yeah. lots of well, games, isn't it? The, the best example I would say is, and I think it's the Emerald Graves, is that the one that's got the elf camp in it? Uh, no, that's... Um, or oh, it's not the something waste? No, it's over on the west somewhere, well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, either way, the place where you get the elf camp, uh, and this is just one example, but you're not just doing a side quest for the elves. The whole point of doing the side quest for the elves is to get the support of the elves for your um, yeah. for your inquisition, for your war effort. 
and a lot of the things kind of lead back to that. If you know what I mean. Sure. So, aye, fair enough. There's there's one that I went into, and it was a woman who had been jilted by her husband or whatever, and you can get involved in that domestic disturbance, and it really doesn't feel like something that the Inquisitor who's trying to save the world should be doing, but at least I felt like there was a few side quests in each map that actually felt like they were directly helping the war effort. Do you know what I mean? I see where you come. I should point out, I don't necessarily think that Dragon Age Inquisition is a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I really enjoy my time with it. It's no, purely just so. that sometimes, yeah. like Dash says, when you play it, you go, it seems like an awful lot of stuff that has just been thrown in there, which is great, but I would have liked to have been a little bit more structured. For all the faults that Mass Effect 3 had in terms of its war effort and end of game, I still feel like that was the best structured doomsday apocalypse. It's all going to shit, but... Yeah, but you you were building forces... Right, and and you also kind of knew what the other side was up to a lot of the time. You were well. also scanning planets because you'd have all, because you'd have all these incursions yeah. and so on. You're also going to put scanning planets for hours and hours mm. and hours. Yep. That doesn't it feel like the kind of thing you should be spending nope. your time doing either when the world's about to end. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't think either of us are saying that Mass Effect Three was perfect in that regard either. I just felt no. as if I had a bit more of a urgency to it. How do you feel about it from a lower point of view, Dash? Because you've never played any of the others, have you? How are you feeling about it? Is oh, it confusing? No, um, it... Well, I... No, not at all. I, I completely understand what's going on in this game. Um, I've been... I mean, you meet a couple of uh, characters, or probably more, actually, uh, from the previous mm-hmm. game. Um, and um, I've kind of dismissed them, shall Yeah, so it's, it doesn't feel as important to you. But it doesn't feel like no, you'd really no, need to have all. known what the, was the, going on. The fact that, that Hawk turns up, um, well, let's just say, you know, he went down a hero because I didn't really, you know, he's not in my game, really. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Well, that, I was kind of interested in that because obviously I, I never came into it for that point of view. I came into it rich with the lore of Dragon Age. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I was kind of wondering how it would go for someone like yourself who's never played it. But you feel as if you can see that there's other things have happened, but you don't need to have known them. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna um, get the uh, get the 360 out of storage or remove it from under the TV downstairs uh, and give Witcher two a go anyway because um, I I really 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 want to have a go at that and just get a feel for it because um, I definitely want to play the third. Uh, well, obviously we spoke about that but last you know, week. It, the idea that Danny yeah, played the first one. It's, it, it's the dragon thing that I don't like, you know. But then I, I'm kind of warming to it. Are you know much yeah, swords and shield? Type of person? No, it's you know, it's 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 um, it's sci-fi that I prefer. Like them, they like them no, favorite or, games or, of yours, Assassin's Creed. Those sci-fi they, ones. Yes. They are kind of sci-fi. Yes. Yeah, they are, but they're not really. But they not, are exactly not in, the, not in the general setting of the game. But yeah, okay. well, the sci-fi in the way Doctor Who, when he goes to like ancient Rome or something, still sci-fi. If you know what I mean. At no point does Assassin's Creed use freaking laser beams. That's about, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, well, play the no, play, play, play Unity, though, and you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does. It does. I mean, if you if you look at, um, uh, I think Revelations and so on, there's plenty of laser beams going on when you when when you're encountering Juno and what have you at the end. There's loads of weird future stuff. It just happened a long time in the past, but they're yeah, well. you know aliens. 
Oh, spoilers. <laughs> don't, don't spoil Terrible, that game for four spoilers. years ago. <laughs> right then, um, who was that anyway? Was that Dash? Yes. Who's left? It's me? It's yeah, it's you. Oh, um, what have I been playing? Um, I've been pretty boring recently, actually, because I've, I've had this mad thing on FIFA recently, trying to push up the online leagues, which is boring to talk about, but that's what I've been doing lots of. Uh, I've also been playing lots of Tetris Ultimate, because that's nice and fun, that's what I do. Um, what have I played that's good? Uh, we've started playing Saints Row 4 yes, now, Will, which is did. nice. Uh, the full, all the DLC version that's just come out. Um, nice to get back and do some proper co-op, I think, after all this time, because that's what we historically have done through all the Halos and Saints Rows and everything else. Um, it's nice to get back in and do that, don't you think? Yes, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm also enjoying this game in particular, over maybe over Saints Row Three because I think Saints I, don't know. Oh. I love two. Well, just to really? put it there, I love two. Right, I enjoyed three with yourself, but I didn't feel as attached to three as I did to two. I think they took out a lot of the the challenges that I really liked, especially they took out insurance fraud. And I don't know what who, who was smoking crack that day when they were making it. Um, but I think Saints Row may. The the standard central running and gunning, getting in cars and stuff, may have came, have came to the point where it's past its time, but I like the addition of the superhero powers in this. It makes it feel fresh. Nah, I can't fully agree with you yet that I prefer this over 3, because I had such a good time with 3. I really enjoyed it. The individual um, missions in 3, the individual story missions at any rate, were fantastic. Oh, but I'm playing it with Jason. And, and, Jason and it was like, so yeah. much better doing it Co-op as well. Turn into a toilet. Well, as I say, I'm playing it with Jason co-op and you need to really talk Jason into letting you play a story mission when you play play a game like Saints. Am I right, mate? Especially, the trouble is with this one, um, it's not really Saints Row, is it? This one, um, as we've already seen, it's mostly Crackdown, which is why I like it. Um, Crackdown with what? Whatever else that has superheroes in it, it's it's not really a Saints Row game. It's not. Um, you couldn't compare it to GTA like it used to be done. Now you have to compare it to the over-the-top things like Crackdown and like Prototype, Dead Rising, maybe Prototype. Those sort of games. It's all those kind of games, all over the top and put in together. And, and I know Saints has been constantly getting more and more over the top, but um, this one just takes it to. Eleven, really. It's, but it's, um, it's definitely it's got that central humour in it that Crackdown doesn't have. Crackdown, the all the laughs come from what you create in the game, yeah. and there's no humour at all in Prototype. But as well as being funny, the stuff that we're getting up to in the game, the just watching the cutscenes, listen to the stuff that the characters are saying quite frequently, I'm finding myself having a wee chuckle at the game. Do you know what I mean? So oh yeah, definitely. And be, and because of because of how good it is to watch and how much fun it is I think it's the ideal game to do what we've been doing and, and obviously in our first proper session on it I streamed it uh, on Twitch and got quite a few people just, just sitting in there they were, uh, I think it peaked at about 12 people watching which isn't bad since I don't stream regularly um, but it, those numbers stayed up you know and uh, I think people can enjoy that game because we do some stupid shit um, and we've gone away not streaming it, doing all the boring bits of collecting and sorting our characters out and stuff. But uh, I think I'm going to continue streaming that because, uh, from what I've been told by people who were watching it, it was it was quite enjoyable to watch. Both um, me laughing my head off at the stupid things we were doing and, and 
generally the the whole tone of the game is is really good for that. So uh, have a look on on stream if you've uh, got a couple of hours free and see if we're we're streaming some Saints because it could be good to watch. What about or the character creation, James? Um... Oh, the character creation. <laughs> well, let's go back to three. Uh, because the character creation has been quite deep in Saints and you've got lots and lots of outfits you can put on and you've got such uh, a wide variety of things you can change on the character in terms of faces and sizes of bodies and stuff. So uh, we went away on three and created... I created the Joker and you created Harley Quinn and I think we made some really good representations of them, didn't we? Yes, we did. Um, but this time... I think this time you've t- taken it definitely a living yourself, mate. I like my two creations. I think the the two ones that I've made are fun. But when I seen what you'd made, mate, it, it just go on. Let's tell us about yours. Tell us what, who you. Well, I started off when I was making my character. I was going to go a female again, like in the first one. And I was looking through, and I seen I could have the whole blue skin on my body. So that kind of spurred me on to creating a replica of Mystique from the X Men. And I actually picked one of my favourite pictures of Mystique that I've got, and. Of your vast oh, libraries. Yes, it was Mystique Dash. And I've managed to okay. pick out a costume that looks almost 100% like the character, I think. Um, except for the fact that she's wearing chaps instead of trousers. But <laughs> I like that. And but the one that I sat and made today was I sat and made the mask in it. And yeah, that yes, looked really good. Because you had the good. yellow suit and that, and that as well. I, that I really must good. have spent 45 minutes just on the face to try and get that weird kind of skeletal, smooth, bald face that he has. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm particularly proud of that. But when I seen Jace's, mate, what did you make? So I was uh, just, just thinking of what I could make and stuff like that. And, and to get an idea, I was just flicking through the hairstyles and, and stuff like that to see what I could come up with. Um, and then it just suddenly dawned on me that I've got to make this guy. Um, so I set up the body and stuff, and I found the right hair, and I set up the facial hair and stuff, and it worked really well. Um, I had to go and unlock a couple of shops to buy the right items of clothing. But I managed to make Hulk Hogan off of the wrestling... <laughs> And I think you'll admit it looks it really look, fucking good. There's no way it couldn't be him. It looks so good. So he's got the proper horseshoe moustache. Um, he's got the blooming light blonde whitish hair. Uh, he's got his little yellow pants on, his yellow boots, and his yellow wristbands, and uh, his, his over tanned, muscly body. And uh, I think it's a really good representation. Um, and also today, I think that one was pretty good. And like I say, I, I tried to take that one to 11. I haven't quite done his face perfect, but I can always go back and do that. Um, but I had another idea today, um, and hopefully. I'll work on that and, uh, and and get back to you with some more fun creations because uh, uh, I think we, I'm we, spend... we band around some good ideas today. Well, I think Aye. I think I think I'm going to spend a bit more time in this because you can save four characters and yes. switch, switch between them, including changing the sex and the voice and stuff like that. So, yeah. well, just play as the same, carry on in the game, just swap yep. different yes. people, uh, and they will keep the yes. same stats. So. It's very worthwhile sitting and so what you do is when you create a character if you're in a clothes shop or a plastic surgery shop, um you can go to the character gallery and save your character. Once he's saved you can then go in and start customising them completely again and make a new one and save that one in a different slot or you can just load up one of the ones you've already created. But I mm-hmm. it's 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 as simple as that and as I say you can save four of them at a time, so it's definitely worthwhile making a few characters to jump between. I think as well for the streaming, just having a fun character to watch um, would make it even better because I think the initial character I made, although it was funny, it wasn't um, anything particularly 
that's going to catch your eye, but this one uh, I think is is really quite good to watch. Yeah, and it also is, the best thing is um, one of Hulk Hogan's things that is, is getting the crowd geared up is actually one of the taunts in the game as well. So that really helped. Aye, I've unfortunately for the mask, I've only got the uh, you know the one for Ace Ventura where he does the kind of thrusting. I've got yeah. that on him, but doesn't he feel quite as accurate? But yeah, um, we're going to play more Saints and I'll talk about it a bit more when when uh, the game progresses on. Um, but yeah, if you're looking around on Twitch for something to look at, or if you're, you're bored of watching EastEnders, um, have a look at twitch.tv slash jstokes, and uh, I'll probably be streaming Saints Row or something else. Really. Tetris. Tetris. Or it's, um, I would just add, it's 25 quid for Saints Row 4 with out of well, that's good because I just bought it for thirty. So thanks, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bastard. Um, yeah, I need. I nearly bought it yesterday, and then thought, no, I've got too many other things to play. Well, it's it's quite easy to jump into a game as long as you don't mind being further than the story. But if if you got it, you could always just jump in and play some. I don't. In fact, is there more than two player co op in it? No, I don't think there is. There uh, never was before, was it? Yeah. So, Which is always what I was missing. It's always what I wanted from Saints Row 4 was four-player co-op because it could just be the most mm. ultimate fucking laugh ever. Aye. I don't know how I feel about uh, the Gat of the Hill one when we get to it because you get two characters given to you. It's Kinsey and Gat that you go in it. So I don't know. If I, don't think that, I don't think that's going to be looked at the same way. I think that's its own experience. Yeah. Hence, it's its own separate game. and um, I don't expect that to be very long and I don't expect it to be... Uh, it'll still have the humour there, but I don't think it'll be... Um, another Saints game. Do you know what I'm not happy about, Jess? And you, if you remember for last night, many, many things. No, but we Saints, the dubstep gun. What have they done? No, but I think we've done it wrong though, because we've got the DLC. The DLC version of the dubstep gun is unlocked from the start. We haven't right. unlocked the actual proper one that plays dubstep. We've got one that plays classical music, which isn't. <laughs> well, mine's plays death metal now, so. Oh, that's alright. It's not Cut quite class. the same. I've really wanted. So I think we need to actually do some uh, do some missions to unlock proper dubstep. Oh, do you think you'll actually play the missions? Well, maybe one day when I've collected all the orbs. <laughs> <laughs> we played for four hours, haven't we? And uh, out of twelve hundred and fifty-five data things, we've collected six hundred and thirty or something. Right. <laughs> so we're getting there. Getting it's collectibles, there. mate, and and yeah. even better, all the collectibles are not on the map. Aye. Or, That's and amazing. even better for me, when Jace collects a collectible while I'm in his game, I get it as well. So, so, oh, so the two of us thing. just went into the game last night, split up to different parts of the city and just ran about collecting orbs. So we got tons of them last night for that. Yeah, we can now like, all, unlock all the powers that we've got there, but we need, actually need to do some story to get the rest of the powers. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Aye, I thought we'd play some more story the next time, but anyway. Right, we're uh, on 55 minutes so far, or thereabouts. Um, if anybody's got anything else to say, we can do that now, or forever hold your pieces. Go a piece. Piece and cheese. Talking of, oh actually, um, talking of uh, streaming, Del's been streaming you and him playing uh, Tomb Raider as well, hasn't he? Yes. Um, Is that still ongoing? Yeah, yeah, whenever we, uh, next time we're on, I'll probably kick on the Twitch stream again, and you can... Effectively, watch three avatars if Stu's around as well, rolling about a level. Because, as we all know, why would you walk somewhere if you can do a forward roll instead? <laughs> it's <laughs> even better than Tomb Raider because um, if you're playing one of the two Tomb Raider <laughs> characters, uh, you can also spam the left bumper to do your torch. So you're just rolling everywhere while you're constantly lighting a daft torch. 
it makes I think as much as Saints Row looks ridiculous when you play it it's meant to look ridiculous unfortunately I think Lara Cross meant to look semi-serious and instead you've just got a bunch of people rolling about dropping bombs and killing each other when you detonate them <laughs> just be glad I'm not playing mate because it would just enter a new level of silliness I'll, I'll do that stuff uh, so your, your Twitch is, is uh, Del 3 it is indeed it's the same as my gamer tag okay and the, the Lara Croft of this is like old Lara Croft, isn't it? It's not reboot. No, nah, it's like somewhere in between there. But anyway, we've, we've spoken about that. That's it's old yeah. hat. I, I dash. Get with the program. Yeah, get with the times, dash. Oh no, you can't because you're too old. Right then, uh, the at that, uh, we shall bring it to a close for this time. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And look forward to the next show, which hopefully won't be too far away. And we'll try and play some games to talk about before then. Uh, thanks for turn up lads and uh, thanks for your wonderful contributions remember if you've got anything to say to us any feedback any questions any uh, abuse any money gifts to send uh, anything like that you can get us on the twitter at console underscore ninjas or on the emails console ninjas podcast at gmail.com and uh, keep an eye on your browsers because very shortly you might be able to go to console ninjas.com but don't do it yet just a teaser teaser at the end for everyone um, <laughs> right we're going to program off then thanks very much for listening and catch you next time bye bye bye, bye. bye.